church family. It is good to see everyone in the house of God this morning. Uh, We do have a few announcements before we get started. One is that Mother's Memorial offering is going to be due the 29th, which is this upcoming Sunday. Um, So if you are intending to give to that, please know that it is due by the 29th. Uh, We also have uh, for everyone that wants to give tithes and offerings, we do have a box that's set up in the hallway in the back. So please know that you can give your tithes and offerings out in the hallway. Uh, We also have a church cleanup set for the 28th. So that is this upcoming Saturday. That's going to be a fun time. Uh, Please remember if you have any boxes, any spare boxes, cardboard boxes, uh, we can use those. So please bring them into the church. And, uh, oh, uh, district camp is coming up on the 20th of June, 20th to the 24th. (laughs) That's always fun. If you are, if your kids are available or if you can uh, bring your children or if you can make sure that your kids go, please do so. That is a really fun time. That is definitely where they make friends uh, in the church. Uh, And... My last announcement is going to be, well, no, second to last announcement is that we have Unified Service this evening, which is an evening service. It will be here, uh, Unified Service with Crossroads, the Apostolic Church. My last announcement is actually that uh, we have a Save Our Children uh, offering video. Uh, That deadline has been extended to June 1st, so please donate to Save Our Children. It goes to many different efforts, and I believe the sound booth has a video for us. worth it. All of it. It's worth it. All of it. Your giving, it's worth it. Your time, your prayers, every single one. It's worth it. Yeah, that too. Your leadership, encouragement, Your love. I mean, come on. Look at how cute. Don't you just want to pinch those cheeks? Okay. Anyway. Every bit of support globally and here at home. It's worth it. Every single sacrifice. Join the movement and give to save our children. It's worth every child. We did extend the deadline to June 1st. So even though it said April, the deadline is June 1st for you to give. Uh, with that said, we're going to go ahead and pray for the service. If we could get those lights back on in the sanctuary. Thank you, Brother Thompson. Thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you for bringing us back into your house. 
this morning. We pray, Jesus, that you would give honor and glory in our praise and in our worship, Lord God, that you would stir up your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, that the atmosphere would shift, Lord Jesus, that miracle signs and wonders would begin to break out, Lord God, as we praise your name and as we lift you up. We pray, Lord, that you would move in the, in the entirety of the service, Lord God, from the ushers to the bathroom to the front of the, of the pulpit, Lord God. We pray that you would have your way in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you would do what only you can do in the name of Jesus, that hearts and minds would be transformed, that lives would be changed, Lord God, that people would be refreshed in your Holy Spirit. Lord God, we pray what happens here today, Lord God, will begin to affect the rest of our lives, Lord Jesus, that it wouldn't just stay here, Lord God, but that your Holy Spirit would go with us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would begin to move, Lord God, on our jobs and in our lives, in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, that you would have your way in the praise and in the worship, that you would get glory, all glory and all honor, Lord Jesus, that we would take this opportunity, Lord God, to give just a little back to you as what you've given us to us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for always showing up on time and for always making your presence known, Lord Jesus, for answering every single prayer. And we pray that you would continue to have your way, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will praise His name. I will praise His name. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will praise His name. I will praise His name for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. Forever proclaim. I forever proclaim. He's good. He's good. Let us exalt his name. Oh, magnify 
Pray for the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Pray for our elders, Sister Juanita, Sister Maddie, Sister Spencer. Uh, pray for uh, Danelle, works at the Dashing down the street. Pray for healing in his mind. Pray for Sister Spencer and Brother Daryl, who are going to get their booster on Wednesday. Pray that the Lord would cover them and keep them. There will be no issues. Uh, pray also for Brother Ford's aunt, who just recently lost her third her third son, if you could pray for peace and comfort, Lord, if you could pray for peace and comfort in her situation, uh, as well as protection over her remaining son, uh, pray for Sister Kiesha's brother-in-law who just shipped out this morning, military, pray for him, pray for covering over his mind, over his heart, and over his body, uh, as well as every other prayer request that you might know of. I don't have them listed here, but you know what the needs of the body are. You know what the needs are in your life. Pray for those needs as we go into prayer. Lord God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for always showing up on time. Thank you, Jesus, for always hearing, answering every single prayer. Lord God, we pray that you would move in every prayer request known and unknown. We pray, Lord, that you would move in this Ukraine-Russia conflict, Lord God, that you would send your Holy Spirit, Lord God, of revival in Ukraine and in Russia, Lord God. We pray that you would send your Spirit, Lord God, of revival, Lord Jesus. Stir up the gifts, Lord Jesus, in that area. Lord God, we pray that you would touch our elders, Lord God, that you would work healing in their bodies, that you would work a healing in Sister Juanita's body, a refreshing and a restoration in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, that you would touch Bishop, Lord God, that you would work a healing in his knee, that you will work a restoration of health in Jesus' name. Lord, Sister Pat, that you will work a healing in her mind, that you will work a healing in Jesus' name, that you will restore memory that has been lost. Lord God, that you would work a refreshing and a restoration, Lord Jesus, that no more would be lost. We pray, Lord, that you would, Spencer, Lord God, that you would move in her body, Lord God that you would work a healing, remove any arthritis, remove any inflammation, Lord Jesus, that you will work a complete healing in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for Sister Spencer and Brother Daryl that you would protect them and cover them as they go for this booster shot, that you would show them favor, Lord God, and that there will be no ill effects in Jesus' name. Lord God, we pray for its aunt, that you would work a healing, a comfort in her heart and in her mind, God, that you would 
peace, Lord God, in this time, that you would cover and keep her remaining son, Lord God, that you would some Lord God, and show him favor, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you would cover Keisha's brother-in-law as he ships out, Lord God. We pray that you would protect him, Lord God, and camp angels around him, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Lord God, that most of all that you would use him, Lord God, and minister through him, Lord God, to those who he is with. Lord God, we pray that you would use him for your, that you would use him for your glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord God, that you would continue to move in every other prayer request known and unknown. We pray that you would move in the rest of this service. Lord God, that you would anoint the man of God as he breaks forth your word, that he would speak it as you intended it, Lord God, that it would reach every single heart in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, that our hearts would be good ground to receive your word, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And we pray, Lord God, that, oh, that you would get glory and honor, Lord Jesus, you would have your way with your church to minister this time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Jesus, thank you for freedom. Thank you, Jesus, that we don't have to live in bondage anymore. That we have all the that this world might have placed on us. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to call our pastor to the platform now to bring forth the word of God. Amen, amen, amen. Bump the air down. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen. You may be seated just for a few minutes. I want to thank the worship and praise team for bringing worship to the house of the Lord, amen, and to have a move of the Holy Ghost, amen. I, I, don't, I, I do not take it lightly that um, I, I feel like we need a move of the Holy Ghost every service, amen. I'm um, very, very uh, much wanting to see the flow of the Holy Ghost more and more in Grace Gospels. When you see what I'm about to speak today, you'll know where my heartbeat is. I just want to remind everyone that Monday night, 7.30 is prayer here at Grace Gospel Worship Center. Um, let me, let me say this, if we're not, I, I know we didn't make it mandatory, but hear me, you want something to happen, you want, I, I don't know, maybe you don't, I, I just feel like, man, there's so many souls that are dying and going to hell. My part of praying, unified in the body of Christ, means so much, because when we're coming together, we're binding together. The Bible said where there are two or three gathered together, in his name. I can't gather with you in your home. So for those that pray at their home, I'm not with you. So yes, God will be with you in your home. But the Bible says that when we are together, we are stronger together than what we are divided. We see power move when we're together. Numbers bring movement through the Holy Ghost when we're together. So prayer, Monday night, 730 to 8.30 Reverend McNeil and Sister uh, Colleen are, they will be opening the doors for us that night. They're on a schedule. We have a schedule of people who make sure the doors are open and they close. And if the Holy Ghost moves, you may go past 830. If the Holy Ghost, depending on what the Holy Ghost does, and it starts to come down about 830, then we end at 830. We're not trying to control no one. Amen. And men's conference. I want to thank Brother Thompson and Brother Aaron for being there and Bishop for being there. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Everything that we've been preaching, everything that we've been prophesying from this platform, it was prophesied at the men's conference. But here's what I will tell you. Men, we need to be the prayer warriors. I know the women are the intercessors, but the women didn't go out to battle. The men came together. They're the ones that fought the battle. Ladies and young ladies, I want to be respectful. We know that you are very imperative and important to the prayer of the church. But men, your home depends on you being a prayer warrior. Your children, oh, I need to dismiss for Sunday school. Sorry. 
Um, I guess I'm going to need a note up here for that so I can remember. I want you to know that Jesus is wanting to do something. And we as a church need to stand up and rise up as men and be leaders of our home. Pray over our home. Pray over our wife. Even if our wives do not receive it, we need to pray over our home. We need to pray over our wife, our children. I love the Lord with all my heart. I want you to know the reason I'm speaking is that Brother Bernard could not get here this morning. So, I'm going to minister to you what God put in my spirit. He'll be here tonight. We have an evening night service at 6 p.m. We have three, other, three churches that will be here with us tonight. You'll want to get here. We start at 6 p.m. Brother Bernard will be preaching tonight. If I have an interpreter, then he will preach in English. If we don't have an interpreter, he'll, he will preach in English and Spanish like he did. But there's now, God has opened the door. We're now bringing Brother Young in, Brother Wisenhunt in, along with uh, Reverend, uh, all of my reverends, but even with Pastor Evie. Um, God is doing something in our district. And as God bridges the churches together, it becomes, we become one mind. We become a part of a revival. We become part of a revival. So I want to encourage you. I know some of you live in Virginia way far away, but please, if you can make your way back, tonight will be a phenomenal time in the Lord. It's here at Grace Gospel Worship Center, probably one of the closest, most convenient places to go. Then when we start moving to Bowie, Aquasco, and then, uh, of course, White Plains. So uh, I, I encourage you to be here tonight. If you'd stand with me for the reading of the Word of God. I, I want you to know that Symphony uh, got her casts off. The doctor said she looks good, doing good, so we need to pray for the rehab for Symphony, that God will continue to move, that she will walk in Jesus' name. Amen. That we'll see the miracles. What I'm going to talk to you today is, is very where I'm going with what I just spoke over Symphony and what I'm speaking over Reverend Johnson that Reverend McNeil spoke last Sunday. There is going to be healing, but there has to be some things that operate. I'm trying to be mindful. I'm going to set my timer for y'all. Not me, for y'all. 1 Corinthians 2, the Bible says in verse 1, And I, brethren... When I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ, but the Lord, and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech... And my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom or man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the of power. Amen. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of this world or men, but in the power of God. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, 
nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of who? God. God in mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Verse 8 says, which none of the princes of this world knew. Meaning Satan didn't know. For had he had known, if he had known it then, that, that, that they would not have crucified him. They were the ones that got into those people and said, no, Barabbas we want, Jesus we don't. Crucify Jesus. If they had only known what was about to happen. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know about you, but I get excited about the word of God. And verse uh, 9 says, but as it is written... I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for us that love him. Forgive me for adding to the word of God. God, forgive me. But God hath revealed them unto us by what? So if I do not have the spirit, I cannot have these things revealed to me. That's what the word's telling me. For the spirit searcheth all things yea it searches the deep things of God that means you can't uh, it goes back to my very the Bible study of diving deeper in Jesus and diving deeper and walking with the Lord unless you have the Lord in you you're not going to go deep in your walk with God for what man knoweth the things of man save the spirit of man which is in him even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of this world, hopefully, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Sometimes you've got to be able to discern your carnal, your carnally flesh, body, mind, heart of what's going on and determine whether you're going to follow your heart or you're going to follow in the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will not lead you astray. A lot of people say, well, God told me. I would, I would ask you to some of the directions I've seen things go and people go, I would have to ask you, did you really pray? Or was it self-will? Because I have found that when it's self-will, I override God's will. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are what? Unto him. That means that when God tells you no, you go, oh, oh well, wait a minute, that's just foolish. Neither can he know them because they are what? Spiritually discerned. So I must be rooted, grounded, Holy Ghost filled. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. With the Holy Ghost that gives you the ability to judge the things that Satan is trying to bring before you. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of who? Christ. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Not sure how I'm going to minister to you today. I pray that this will be um, 
that you will receive what I'm trying to say today. Um, I want to talk to you today about a demonstration of the power. I believe in my, my heart that the church cannot be the church without a demonstration of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost in us. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, here's what I mean. I mean we can't worship God without the Holy Ghost. A lot of people worship God without the Holy Ghost, but true worship has to have a flow of the Holy Ghost in us. The only way that the savor and the incense that was in the holiest of holy had to be lit. So without Holy Ghost, I am not lit. Because the Holy Ghost is like fire. The Word of God tells me, shut up in my bones. Now without fire, you cannot have nothing burned. So that means that when I worship without fire, when I worship without any spirit, it's dead worship. And we get to the place when we come to the house of God. There's look, listen. Let me let me let me make this very plain. And this is not, I, 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 Reverend McNeil and I had a conversation earlier. Let me say this: there are souls in this church, elders, and, and we're getting ready to do something for the elders. But there's something going on. I need my elders. You all may not need your elders, but I need the elders of the church. Amen. I need them to be healthy. I need them to be in their right mind. I need them to still be the pillar of the church. Amen. I need to see them come to the house of God with their hands raised up. Now, you all may not look for elders in your life, but let me tell you about a, an elder. Elder has a foundation. An elder has a firm grip on what's been going on through the years of, the, of serving God. They've been the ones they've watched people come and go. They've watched people get cold and callous and lukewarm and walk away from the house of God. They stayed the course. They came into the house of God. Yea, though people were walking away from God, they came in every Sunday morning. Every Wednesday night they were here. Every prayer meeting they were here. Because they had the power. So the body of Christ that's left here now had better get a hold of the power. We need the power if we're going to continue to fight the good fight of faith. I watch, probably I oughtn't even say this. I got to be careful what I say since we're streaming. I watched, I don't want to say this. Yeah, definitely help me, Lord. I need the Lord. I want you to know I'm serving God, not because my Father serves God. When He leaves this world, I want to still be as strong as what our elders have been. I want to be able to walk in this place and raise my hands. I want to walk these aisles as our elders have walked these aisles and prayed for one another and prayed for the body of Christ. I, I, I may not be pastoring at that point, but I want to walk these aisles and I want to pray to God for God to continue to move 
in all the souls that are coming to this house. Amen. I, I, I don't want to be like some elders that have passed on and went away and their whole family is gone. I have to ask you, were they serving God for their elder, their parent, or were they serving God for themselves? You see it day in and day out that when the, the matriarch or the patriarch that has been serving God dies and goes off the face of the earth and into heaven, you all of a sudden the whole family, where are they? Were they serving God because the parents were sitting here? Or did they have a real connection to God? I ask you, do not serve God just because I serve God. Because I'm telling you, I could fail you in a heartbeat. I could fall out of this place and out of my walk with God just as easy as the folks that were sitting on these pews. You've got to have the power and the glory. You can't just come once in a while. You can't walk with giftings if you're a temporary, part-time child of God. You have to be faithfully sold out to the kingdom of God. And maybe you don't like my leadership. That's okay. That's okay. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If you can't get right here and you can't be faithful here, you're not going to be faithful in anybody else's church. Folks that were supposed to be here in ministry have walked away because they left their first love as our first lady was teaching last week. The church has to be the church. The church has to be sold out. The church has to be in a place, I don't want to see you hurt no more. I'm going to fast and pray till God heals you. I'm going to fast and pray till Mother McNeil is healed in Jesus' name. I'm going to fast and pray till your knee is healed in Jesus' name. I'm going to fast and pray till I see you out of that wheelchair. Brother Darrell, I'm going to fast and pray till I see you walking without a, a walker in Jesus' name. Sister Pat, I'm going to pray and seek the face of God and fast till I see a divine healing. That's what our elders did. That, that, because they had a hold of something that we should have a hold of. It's become watered down over the years that we, we go, well, I can't really commit. I can't do this because I got so much going on. You demand, there's so much demand in the church. Well, let me ask you this. Thank you. There's a lot of demands in the world too. Yes, sir. So let me ask you this. What kind of a demand was it on Christ to go to the cross? It cost him everything. And all he's asking you to do, he said the Bible, he, he wouldn't have put it in the Bible if he hadn't a minute to be there, right? Forsake not the assembling of ourselves. There's a reason we assemble together. Why? Because when I'm weak, you're strong. When I'm hurting, you're able to help me and give me words of love and encouragement and peace that will help me heal from my hurt. Amen. When you see me, Walking in a very shallow walk with God, you're able to grab me by the arm and say, man, we need to get back to the altar. Now, the problem is we're so afraid of people getting offended today. I'm not meddling. I'm not meddling. Let me tell you something. If I've got cancer, 
I want some people that are sold out for God. <laughs> I want someone sold out for God that's going to say, in the name of, hold your hand out like that, sis. In the name of Jesus, cancer be gone. And know that her sold outness has got power behind her laying hands on me. That I can feel the cancer leaving the body in Jesus' name. I don't want a part-time child of God coming into the house and going, Hey, buddy, I'll pray for you. With no walk, no faith, no encouragement. I'm sorry, I'm not here. I'm not, I know we're streaming. I've come to talk about the flow of the Holy Ghost. We want to see miracles. We want to walk in signs and wonders. We want prophets and prophetess in the house of God. But where are we? We're, we are supposed to be disciples of Christ Jesus. Who are we inviting to the house of God? Who am I being the salt and the light to? Who? Each other? I don't need you to be my salt. I don't need you to be my light. I need to be the light and the salt of someone who's in darkness. I need to be the salt and the light to those that are, that are lost, that need Jesus. There's so many people dying today, going to hell. I've got family. Post himself out on Facebook. Tells my dad, oh yeah, we love Jesus, we love God. They're in a pub, pounding down brewskis. You can love God all you want, but you're separated from the love of God. You can't sin and walk in sin and say you love God. You can have a form of godliness. But you deny the truth. But you deny what you need to get into the kingdom of God. You still want to walk in the world and be of the world, but you don't want to be com committed to the things that you need to be committed to to get into the kingdom of God. You're hoping you can walk this line and still get into the kingdom of God because your words say, I love the Lord. A demonstration of the power. Let me tell you something. When the church becomes reliant on the Holy Ghost, that's when the church starts to see the revival. The church has to be reliant on the things that God wants to do through us. We are his instruments. We are his, his uh, arms, his hands, his eyes, his lips, his feet, his, his every, everything we need. He is everything to us for us to be everything he needs us to be. Paul, Paul was saying, I, I rely on the power of the Holy Ghost. In the, in the Amplified Version it says, And when I came to you, brothers... And sisters, proclaiming the, you the testimony of God concerning salvation through Christ, I did not come with superiority or of speech or of wisdom, not lofty words of eloquence or of philosophy as a Greek uh, orator might do. For I made the decision to know nothing, know nothing that is to forego philosophical and theological discussions regarding and consequential things and opinions while among you except Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, I warned you about as we start to move towards the, the, uh, the move when, when the church really gets to the place that, that we become a, a, a church that when you walk in, there's discernment immediately. Discernment. I discern you need, you need a healing. Discernment. 
I see something's about to attack you. I'm going to pray against it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When the power is operating in us, there's discernment comes, wisdom comes. I said to my father, there's a person that comes to this church. I said to him, I said, I, I'm not getting a good feeling about him. Because God's given me the spirit of discernment. When I do not feel something good, I don't get all crazy. And go, oh, praise God. Right? I, I, I watch. <laughs> I watch. I talk to you. There's things I hear. When I don't hear something that lines up with the word of God, I already know. There's something wrong with you. You're not in line with my word. And I can't fellowship with something that don't come in line with my word. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be one of the elect that gets deceived. Hear me. You, that's why your pastor got up in the pulpit last week before Reverend McNeil preached and said, Be mindful of the things of the wolves that come into this house that you do not know. They try, and here's another thing. They don't talk to you in a group. They got, that one got my mother back there, got her away from everybody. I said, ah, oh, come on, Mom. Mm -hmm. Right? They always want to talk to you when no crowd. They want a private corner. Why? They're trying to indoctrinate you with what they believe. Don't get caught up in that. Say, look, I ain't got time. I'm sorry. I got to go. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you, but I love you. God bless you. And, you, you know, go your way. Because if you're not careful, they're going to indoctrinate you. They don't believe in the Holy Ghost. And that was one of the things I found out. How much do you talk to? The, you know, when, when guests come, you need to greet guests. Yes, love them. But as soon as you're discernment, and if you don't have discernment, God's given me a discernment. I will warn the body. Because when the stuff, when the, 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 the wolves come in, I'm going to prepare you. Because you cannot get caught up in that garbage. There's already people falling away. And if we are not where we need to be in the kingdom of God, in the Holy Ghost working in us, you're very easily prey for the wolf that comes into the house of God. So you must be prayed up, Holy Ghost filled, knowing that you have the power in you. And I don't care... We've got to be cautious, church. God's coming back for a people that made themselves ready. And everything that says, Lord, Lord. Everything that says, I, 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 I'm, I'm Jesus Christ. I, I'm Jesus Christ follower. Not always Jesus Christ follower. People that I looked up to thought they were Jesus Christ followers. They're not even in the house of God now. They don't even serve God. They don't even profess the way we used to profess the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. You're probably saying, how is this evangelistic? It's not evangelistic. Well, maybe it is evangelistic. Maybe it's warning the church that, that, that needs to get the power of the Holy Ghost in it. For I made the decision to know, know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified and the meaning of His redemptive substitutionary death and his resurrection there is only one way death burial and resurrection and the types and shadows of the death burial and resurrection is repentance baptism in Jesus name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost it does not change you don't get to change what the Word of God I don't care what your philosophy is I don't care what 
theological school you come up under, the Word of God is founded upon Jesus Christ. It does not change. He said, I came to you in a state of weakness and fear and great trembling, and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom using clever rhetoric, but they were delivered in demonstration of the Holy Spirit operating through me and of His power, stirring the minds of the listeners and persuading them. Listen, this is how I know. Spiritually, when we are lacking a true move of God in our lives, a true relationship with God, things do not move us. Take inventory. When worship goes up, that's praises going up. Right? Now, while I have the ability to raise my hands, I might not have slept well last night, but while I have the ability to raise my hands, I'm going to raise my hands. Why? Because praise and worship goes to Him. It don't go to you. <laughs> what I do, it's up to, I'm doing it to my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? I don't worship because I want you to go, whoa, look at Pastor, he's worshiping God. I worship Him because I want Him to know. I know who you are. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be where I am today. I need you more than anything in these last days. I need the Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you, this is, this is being transparent, okay? Probably get me in trouble. I'm always, always getting myself in trouble with being transparent. But I told someone, and this, will, this, this transparency will tell you when you are not flowing in the Holy Ghost and you're not praying and your relationship is not where it needs to be with God. Okay? I told God, I said, Lord, Things just don't, are not working out. I said, I feel like I'm about ready to become a Jonah. I said, I feel like I'm ready to run, and I understand you'll probably send a whale to me and swallow me up, hell, all hell break loose, but I'm at this point. I'm at a point where, God, I'll accept whatever you bring my way. Isn't that crazy, isn't it? Is that crazy? God said, I'm not sending a well after you. You need to go back to the well. Not the well of a sea, but the well of river, living water. He said, that's why you want to be a Jonah, because you've left the well that has a flow of life and of living water. And when you get away from the flow of the Holy Ghost, you want to sit down on God. You want to just not praise Him like you ought to. You won't want to be faithful to the house of God. We come up with all kinds of excuses of why I can't, what I won't be, and where I'll be, and what I won't be, and what I'm going to do. But what I'm telling you is when you get to the place where you can hear the voice of God telling you, you've got to get back to the well of living water, which is the Holy Ghost. So your faith would not rest on the wisdom and the rhetoric of the men, of men, but on the power of God. You see, I was resting on my flesh. I was resting on the words of Satan going through my ear. 
Verse 7, 6 said, But we, we do speak wisdom among those spiritually mature believers who have teachable hearts and greater understanding. So you hear what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to speak to the people spiritually, the mature believers who have a teachable heart, who are willing to hear what thus saith the Lord, who are able to take wisdom. Sometimes wisdom, I, I, the pro proverb says that the wisdom, the smartest man is, that, that, that gets wisdom is from when he listens to the man and says, I wouldn't do that. Right? There was wisdom spoke from Bishop to me. There were many a times I ignored the wisdom and I had to learn the hard way. But if I had to listen to the wisdom, in my mind I said, you just want to deny me. You want to hold me back. I even said he was old. That was back then. Right? I didn't want to heed the warnings. And not heeding the warnings, everything that he said would happen, happened. Right? I began to learn after numerous times of not listening to the wisdom of men, of Holy Ghost filled men and women. Hear me. We get caught up in listening to stuff from people that are not Holy Ghost filled. We say they're Holy Ghost filled, but they don't produce what Holy Ghost produces. But I didn't want to listen to the wisdom, so I had to learn on my own. So I, I learned wisdom the hard way. But the Bible's saying here that if you hear what's coming forth, and you heed it, and you have a teachable heart, and you're a believer of Jesus Christ, listen, and greater understanding, but it is a higher wisdom, not the wisdom of the present age, nor of the rulers and leaders of this age who are passing away but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery the wisdom once hidden from man but now revealed to us by God that wisdom which God predestined before the ages of our glory to lift us into the glory into his presence but just as it is written in scripture things which the eye has not seen And the ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man. All that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence. I, I, I'm going to ask the question. I don't want no hands. But I want to ask you, when you first came to the Lord, think of that. I want you to remember back when you first came to the Lord, the Holy Ghost came in. Anybody remember that? You, you can acknowledge that, but... Right? So the question I have, do I reverence him the same today as I did when I first was filled with the Holy Ghost? Don't answer. I'm not asking nobody. I'm asking you to judge yourself silently. And how I know, let me just point out some things that will be mindful to you. Because if you reverence him, if you think back in history, I, 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 I was complaining, I'm going to be transparent again, probably shouldn't do this, 
I always get myself in trouble when I become transparent. But I've been involved in so many church services this past four months. Heading up the men's conference. I told him, I said, if I wasn't a, if I didn't have to go, if I didn't have to go, I probably would take a break. Right? But when I got there, when I got there, when I got back to the altar, the word of God began to flow. The worship went up. And the presence of God filled that place. I said, we're going to leave early. We were the last ones to leave. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost flow. It was moving miraculously. It was restoring everything that was exhausted in your pastor. It was renewing everything that he needed renewed. It was empowering him back to where he needed to be. And it, and it is a blessing. And by the time Friday got here, I, I, I told him, I said, well, we, left the, we left there at 11, 11 Friday night. I'm like, man, Saturday, I said, we, we might just stay for one session. Just one. Hmm. You know what happened? It was just like when I hung out the nightclub. We shut it down. We had the last ones leaving again. I was like, well, God, thank you. I thought I was getting out early. God said, no, nah, I got something in store for you. If I'd have left early, I'd have never heard the prophecy coming forth that we've been speaking from the platform here of what's going to happen in the near future of Grace Gospel Worship Center that's actually going to happen throughout the whole district because God's love is up on this community and up on this district, up on our families. And I said, God, thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for everything you do. Just thank you for get, getting this nasty stuff out of my head and letting me get past all that and let the flow of the Holy Ghost do its work and doctor me, heal me, fix me, and renew me. Giving reverence. Giving reverence. Who obey Him and who gratefully recognize the benefits. Well, you know I go over my benefits all the time because he's bestowed so much benefit on me. For God has unveiled them and revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit teaches and searches all things diligently, even sounding and measuring and profound depths of God, the divine counsels uh, and the things far beyond human understanding. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man except the man's spirit within him? So also no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. I could go on and finish reading this, but I won't even get through my... You know, you know, probably, I, you probably know I'm not even near being done. And I have two minutes. John 16, 8 through 15, Jesus reveals the comforter. We need the Holy Ghost. It says, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment of sin because they believe not on me. 
of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit when, the, when he, the Holy, the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear and shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, the Lord, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath hath are mine therefore i said that i uh, said i that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto me the amplified says this and he when he comes will convict the world he will convict the world about the guilt of sin he will convict the world of sin hmm Might have to start here about sin and the and the true nature of it because they do not believe in me and my message about righteousness personal integrity and godly character because I am going to my father and you will no longer see me about about judgment the certainty of it because the ruler of this world being Satan has been judged and condemned I have many more things to say to you but you cannot bear to hear them now but when he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you when you have the spirit of truth in you it will guide you into all truth full and complete truth for he will not speak on his own initiative but he will speak whatever he hears from the father the message regarding the son and he will disclose to you what is to come in the near future he will glorify and honor me because he the Holy Spirit will take from what is mine and will disclose it to you all things that the father has are mine because of this I said that he the spirit in closing I'm gonna I'm not gonna make it through this whole sermon just being just be in place y'all I know you might stand here for a little bit but first Corinthians 420 says for the kingdom of God is not in word but in power amen in the, in the New Living it says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. Yes. Demonstration of the Spirit. Persuasion is man's means of moving his fellow man. Apostolics should rather seek God, uh, which is his uh, demonstration of his Spirit in us, inspiring us to do, our, do what he wants us to do. You know, it, need to be, it needs to be exhibited, exhibited outwardly and inwardly. Acts 6, 8 through 12 says, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Then there arose certain in the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertans and the Cyrenians and Alexandrians and of the Cilicia, Cilicia and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Then they suborned men, which said, uh, they suborned men, which said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words uh, against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came upon him and caught him and brought him to this council. 
They were angry because he was, he was speaking truth. The problem is we cannot be like the Pharisees who don't know truth. You do not want to not know truth because it's going to, you're going to be judged even greater because you know truth. Those that walked away from God are going to be judged even harsher because they knew truth and they left truth and they went out into something else. It's, it's sad. I, I, I grieve. See, this is why I'm, I'm preaching about having the power back in the church, having the anointing back in the church. We need it. We need to be able to come together and call fire. I, I don't care if it destroys the church, but I want to literally call fire from heaven. It can burn the church up. I don't really care because the church is not the building. The church is you and I. Amen. When God's people come together, we can call fire from heaven and see our children safe, see our loved ones safe, see our lost husbands safe. We can see it. I know it might not look like it right now because of what you're living in, but what I've come to tell you, when the power and the glory of God is operating in the house of God, you cannot deny the Spirit of God. You cannot deny the power. We have people that need divine healing, that need deliverance, and the only way it can happen is when God's people come together and seek the face of God. And we walk in his authority. I shouldn't have to say, so when I say this, this not when you and I were talking, or when you and I were working with Sister Spencer, right? But, 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 but listen to me. If you have the Holy Ghost in you, you have the same power I have. To lay hands. The Bible tells me that we would be given, we would do greater things. That's what he said. He said, it's important that I go and that all my people, all my disciples will do greater things than I have done. That we will be used in greater ways to further his ministry, to further his message. That means that if he laid hands on the sick and they were healed, it don't take pastor to lay his hands on you and you be healed. You know why I'm trying to operate and find different ways. I'm, I'm pulling different people in to pray. Why? Because I'm building faith. It doesn't mean that there's a gift of healing in me. There might be a gift of healing in her. But if there's a couple of them, no one knows who has the gift of healing at that very moment when the healing takes place. So no one gets to say, ah, it was just me. I don't want to pray for someone by myself. I want someone to be with me so that if someone gets, when they get healed, then no one can say, oh, it was just pastor that did that. There are times I have to pray for someone alone because I have nobody, but, but most of the time I'm going to call people in. That's why we pray for Sister Spencer together, right? Because I want you to know you have the same power and authority through the Holy Ghost to do the very thing that I was going to do, and we did it together. So if whatever God does in her body, I believe her neck, and her eyes are going to be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the faith of you and I, that's happened. I don't know which one had greater faith for the healing to take. I don't know which one has the healing gift, but I know she's going to be healed. I've got to speak it because I walk in the Holy Ghost. I believe it in Jesus' name. So I can't let the world stir me up. I got to keep the Holy Ghost going in me. Romans 15, 13. Now the, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. This is uh, this scripture God gave me. Obviously, you know I needed it. <laughs> now the God of hope 
Paul's saying, I want you to know God is hope. And he's going to fill you with joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the what? He knew that I had to get back to a place of the well. He knew I had to get back where the power and the glory of God was. This is why it's so imperative that people seek for the Holy Ghost. There's some things that we've got to get out of our heart. I sought the Holy Ghost for a year. A young 27-year-old dad, bishop, excuse me, bishop brought a man in this church, and I was sitting where Sister Spencer is. Brother Garrison was his name. Never forget him. I had repented of my sins. I'd asked God to forgive me, had stammering lips, but never had the Holy Ghost where you speak with an unknown language. He was preaching. God bless you. And he came down into the aisle and began to speak. And he was preaching. And he came out, he got back here, he kept preaching, kept preaching, kept preaching, kept preaching, kept preaching. He was just preaching. Preaching, preaching, preaching. All of a sudden, he got to my pew. And it was like God just pumped the brakes. He wasn't even looking at me at first. All of a sudden he said, God told me to tell you the reason he can't use you and you have not been used to what he wants to use you for is because you haven't forgiven yourself. Tears. Tears begin to stream down my face. Because even though I had heard them preach of a loving God, even though I heard him preach of a forgiving God, even though I heard the cross preached that he went there for all our sins, in my mind, I could not forgive myself of the things that I had done in my past. The using the Lord's name in vain. The things that I did in my, drugs and alcohol. The hatefulness as a husband. The hatefulness and not being there for my children. When he opened the can, God told him, tell me, I had not forgiven myself. He said, once you forgive yourself, he said, God already forgave you. You're the one that's condemning yourself. Forgiveness has already come to your door, and you've not received it. That night, I went to the altar for over two hours. I spoke in tongues. Matter of fact, they, had to, they helped me out to the car. Cam drove home. So I know Holy Ghost can fall just like that. But I can hinder how I receive the Holy Ghost. I can be the one that completely hinders being filled with the Holy Ghost myself. Because I'm consciously trying to figure out, you know, well, yeah, I know he preaches cross. I know he preaches forgiveness, grace, mercy, all that good stuff. But he ain't never been where I've been. My word said he was tempted in all. All things. You go, well, well wait a minute kind of drugs they had back then, right? He was tempted. They probably, they had hemp, they had all kinds of good stuff back then probably, and I don't mean it like that, you know what I mean, but they probably had their medicines, okay? Besides his healing power, the people had learned different herbs that God gave them. Y'all, right? You do know that, right? God gave a lot of herbs and natural plants that would heal wounds and dry up infection stuff like that before jesus hit the scene and started praying god gave him all that you don't think he put adam down there and said uh well if you get 
typhoid or if you get if you get by a mosquito and it gives you something and you know you cut your hand on a rock and you get infection you don't think he said this plant Adam this plant here will be for infections if you have an if you have a bad tooth this one here just put that leaf up there it'll it'll know it and get it better and it'll heal the gum or whatever's going on you I mean I know y'all don't think like that but I I don't think my God is that dumb my God is too he if he could speak the stars and name them and then speak the Sun and he said son you stay there moon you stay there neither do you ever come together you just rotate around the axis of my world that I have created waters stay there you can't come out your boundaries that I've set in place and then to look at the body how wonderfully you and I are made but as soon as I said God I release everything into your hand Holy Ghost hit me and began to flow for over two hours. Over two, matter of fact, it, it was the sign. It was just like what up at camp, up at men's conference. Last one to leave. We're the last ones to leave. I want you to know Jesus is wanting the church to have that same power. If you haven't had that power in a long time, He wants you renewed in that power. And there are people trying to decide, you know. Mm. let me tell you something on the day of judgment is going to be the worst day of your life the day of judgment is when you're going to have your whole book of life read before before you from the judge not me I will be judged in what I have told you so if I told you yeah go ahead and live the way you want to live Drink your alcohol. Cuss all you want. Right? Run the road, sir. Do whatever you want. When you come up before God, I'm getting judged harsher because I never told you what's going to happen when he comes back and you meet him. I love you, but I don't love you enough to go to hell for you. I love everyone here, but I am not going to hell for you. The church cannot, the church has to be powered by the Holy Ghost. It's what keeps us in an even balance. I'm bombarded with stuff all the time. I'm, I mean, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just the only one. Maybe you don't struggle with your walk. Stand with me. Maybe you all are so prayed up and doing well. That you're never challenged in your faith. Maybe you never felt like being Jonah. Good. This is a scary place to be as a man of God. But what I will tell you is that if the Lord was to come back today at 1224, and we'll just say 1225, that's four minutes. You got four minutes. Four minutes. Where would you be? Where would your spirit be? Would you be able to stand? Or if he wasn't to come back, right, and the 
And what happened to Ukraine happened here. And we weren't allowed to meet here anymore. You go, this is America. It never happened to American soil. We thought it would never happen to Ukraine. If it happens, will we be able to stand? Will we be able to stand? Because we're going to be running, right? I don't know if we'll be able to drive. I'm just, I'm just come. I'm looking. I've looked at Ukraine. I've looked at how it's been blown up. I've, I've looked at the disaster. Can I get to Reverend McNeil's house and have prayer with them? Will I be able to get there? Blew up the oil field. They blew up roads. They blew up buildings. Am I going to be able to get to your house and have prayer tonight? Or can I make it to Brother Dave's house? Even though we live real close together, will I be able to make it there or will someone go, I, I see some Jesus people going down to, brother, to Dave McCauley's house. You might want to come get them. This is real. I'm not scaring you. Jesus is coming back. And we got people. There are people that are waiting they're in mega churches. They're waiting to hear someone give them the truth. They've been hearing a lot of stuff, a lot of fluff, and a lot of people like the fluff. They want the fluff. They don't want to be told, I need to get some things right. Search your, search your soul right now. Romans 15, 16 says that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by, we're sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Romans 15, 19, through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and roundabout under Licrium, if I said that right, I don't know. I have fully preached the gospel. I want to ask you this question. Do you really want to be saved? Do you really want your children to be saved? Do you really want the backsliders to be saved? I want everybody to be saved. I want everybody to be saved. I need the Lord just as much as you need the Lord. I'm just as, I'm just as prone to be lukewarm as you're prone to be lukewarm. I can think my personal prayer life is enough. But is it? Is it? I'm opening the altar right now because we need the power of God in us. As we sing, I want you to know the Lord is checking all of us right now. He's checking all our souls.
God, I want to reverence you. I want to respect you. I want to, I want to have a healthy fear. God, if there be anything that's not right in me, I'm opening the altar. I want the Lord to search me. God, I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. I want your spirit to flow. I'm nothing without you, Lord. I'm nothing without you. I can't even do this walk without you, Lord. I can't even live a life, oh God, that's right before you without your spirit in me, Lord. Lord, I need the Holy Ghost, oh God. God, I need to be closer than I've ever needed to be to you right now, Lord God. Thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy, oh God. God, we need you, Lord. Those online need you, Lord God. They're lost. My friends, oh God, are lost. Loved ones, oh God, are lost. Oh God, their souls dying and going to hell every day, Lord God. They're lost. Help me to reach them, Lord God. Help me to reach them.
never burn out. The fire on my altar never burn out. May the fire on my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Bye. 